had this girl the other day, she was talking to me and she was like, she was blowing, she reminded me of you. She was blowing me out the water because she was just like, look, at first I really liked this guy that we were doing things the wrong way. So I pulled back and I told him and she's like, then after I went through all the material that you gave me, I don't even want him anymore. She's like, I don't even care if he, if he wants me. She's like, you know what? If he wants me, alhamdulillah. If he doesn't want me, alhamdulillah. She's like, I know what I want. Now. She was killing me and I was like, but she was like, I was gushing on him. And now I'm like, wait a minute. Now I have a better. Uh -oh. And that's what I want women to feel. So what a lot of people want to know is what is the right way to do things, but they kind of want it in five minutes. Like I get women like DMing me on Instagram. Hey sis, can you just tell me real quick, like how to find the right guy? I'm like, that is not a five minute or even a two minute or even a five hour. Like this is not something you just text on Instagram. So that's why I'm trying to like drop little bits of knowledge to you guys. So you can collect the pieces, but you know, we're having a free class in June where I'm going to give you a ton of information. So look forward to that. But in the meantime, collect all these pieces. And today we're going to be talking about the top two reasons why parents marry their daughters to the wrong guys. And by the end of this podcast, you're going to know really, really clear. What are the two reasons? Like, so you cannot allow that to happen to you. Cause I see it just happening over and over and over again. And you're going to meet a sister in this podcast that actually was kind of taught to do it the wrong way, but she grabbed the pen, just took control of her story and she was just like, I'm going to do it the right way and I'm going to protect myself and I'm not going to worry anymore because it was getting to her. Like the whole thing was stressing her out. So by the end, you're going to learn exactly what she did. So she had a full on transformation and so that you could have one too, inshallah, business ta'ala. And if not for you, for all the women in your family for generations to come so we can have healthy relationships and feel really positive about the entire marriage experience. Let's go. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Mindful Muslim Speaks. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week, Monday and Fridays. We throw in a bonus podcast. We might throw in a couple more of those, sprinkle them in. But I'd love to connect with you ladies on all the topics you care about love, marriage, parenting, life hacks, organization, all that type of stuff. We have so much stuff coming down the line for the whole summer, to be honest, for the whole summer. If you're on Thrive, oh, we have some stuff planned for you. We have been working hard in the background. We had our first social hour. The women were hanging out. We had, um, cause that's hard for people who are very lonely right now. We have taken care of that and it's very much run by the women. So we have the women running the social hour and then they're asking the other women what they want. And it is like, we're really, really trying to build a community ran by women. So not just even myself. So alhamdulillah, glad that is getting off the ground. We have our mentorship program, so many things and our free class coming up on the 21st. So today's podcast, we're going to be talking kind of like the two top reasons why parents marry their daughters to the wrong guys. So what I'm going to do here is I don't want to, I want to fall into the negativity too much. I'm going to mention the two reasons and then I'm going to give you a success story. How about that? About a woman who like took her story. Remember we talked before in previous podcasts about almost rewriting your story. Now, rewriting your story is like when you feel like your whole life is defined by events that have happened to you. You feel super down. But today it's less about rewriting the past and it's more about grabbing that pen and taking control of your story now. And this sister today, Sister Medium, that I'm going to share with you 
she did just that. And she's continuing to do just that. She's just a bright star in one of our groups. And you know, Alhamdulillah, she came into, um, we actually, you guys know, we have an entire school. So she's a student in our school. She was in our marriage course. And she's also a member of Thrive. And she just kept like, talking about her transformation transformation i'm she's like i'm just nothing like i was before like information is power and she was very excited about it and i just felt like so many women needed to hear that no matter where you're from and she's from a different part of the world and then you know where your situation is with your family she didn't feel like she had a ton of family she said there was like even black magic done in her family, you know, like the Ain, if that's something you're into, like she's talking about that today. She's talking about like how she didn't wear hijab, how she was dating, not because she was like a bad Muslim, but because what country she's from, it's kind of normalized where like even Muslims, you know, it's almost like a choice. And she had no real support because her family was mixed and some of them were practicing and some are not. But by the end, with just getting, you know, the information from the Quran and Sunnah, she was able to be clear, confident, and empowered. And she feels like I can make those choices for myself. I feel like I dodged a bullet. You're going to see it in a minute. But let me just give you the two top reasons right before we jump into Sister Medium um, of why I see parents constantly kind of unknowingly, like they don't mean it, but just this is what I mean for all the women. Depending on other people, even if they love you, sounds great and all, right? But there's a reality. So many girls come to me devastated, scared of like what married life could be, or they end up married devastated. And then when we track it back to how it happened, it was like, well, my parents suggested this guy and I was kind of like, whatever. And then I met him once and I was like, he seems okay. And then they end up getting married. like, Or like, oh, my parents didn't really help me. So I did my own thing this way. So we have these two categories where women tend to get parents who were like very involved or very under involved. And so Medium had a bit of a mix of that. And either way, she didn't like what either side had to say. And she just felt like, oh, I need to know for myself. And that's what I really encourage for all women to know. Because the two top reasons that I see parents marry their daughters to the wrong guys, one is they're putting their daughters at risk because they're using an old family system. Like sometimes culturally, there's a way that your family has been doing things for years, even though women end up in miserable marriages in your family, but they just keep doing it. Well, like this is what my mom did for me and my auntie. And it's held as almost like a badge of honor. And here's the thing that culture is good. Tradition is good. But with the caveat that in Islam, it's aligned with our deen. Like I have things in my culture that are very much aligned with Islam and I have things that are very much not, right? My husband as well. We throw the things out that are not. So the things I'm hearing from parents is that they don't even know those things are not aligned. They don't even know in general. So that's why I said at the beginning of maybe a couple podcasts back, I want moms who have daughters to know that you need to know this stuff because you could unintentionally marry your daughters to the wrong situations. So very, very depressing. Honestly, I see women in very bad high risk situations and their parents basically helped them get married, but they didn't know. And then I see the girls themselves going through stuff. And when I say girls, I don't mean like young girls. I mean, women of all ages, forgive me. And it could be like, if you're divorced and remarried, people are just, sometimes they're married one way and then they're afraid to marry another guy, never learn anything different. Right. And they just make the same mistake again. And then I see them miserable again. And I know that because I get the consultation calls with these women day in and day out. Okay. And so that's the first one. And the second one is, you know, th the first one is that they they don't they they keep using the same system 
And the second one goes to the first part I mentioned, which is they don't know the real system. They don't know the Quran and Sunnah the right way. So it's either they're just using this old broken system and they're not questioning it, even though they're not seeing amazing results. And I think there's a lot of taboo in our culture where women don't talk about the bad stuff that's happening to them, right? And so alhamdulillah, this is something I'm very excited to talk about today. All right, we're gonna jump straight into Miriam um, and we're gonna talk to her kind of about where her transformation was, where she went for somebody who was like, dating, no hijab, following what her family did, totally confused as to what Islam really needed her to do, to now being super confident. So she's kind of sharing her experience coming out of our school. And I want you to hear how much knowing the Quran and Sunnah can change a person and how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows exactly what we need. So excited to have you on the podcast, sister. Can you let us know, let all of us know a little bit about you? I am Mugisha. I am from Uganda. And then I'm 22 years old. I'm still in college. And I'm a second born to six, five girls and one boy. I'm doing petroleum, petroleum geoscience and production. Oh, that's very, very big, especially in the Middle East. <laughs> and then like right now, as I talk to you, I'm at a field trip on a break. Like it's 7.30 in the evening here. Oh, I hear the crickets. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> it was um, going through my Facebook feeds and then... I see this post from Mindful Muslima and then I read the content and it was very awesome. You get me to know about uh, Mindful Muslima and then I started to follow you and then I started to read about you. Then I found you had courses and then I found like you really rhymed a lot with my life. So I was very excited to learn more about it. I learned it the marriage course. It was one that was owned by like then then. I think I've taken like a month or two on it. Then I realized we had so much to learn about. And I was like, wow, I've been, I've taken long to like get here. I wish I'm born to a non-Muslim mother. Mm. And my dad is Muslim and his family is Muslim. Though most of his siblings were not real, real practicing Muslims. Like they don't wear hijab. They, we only, okay, we could do hijab once in a while. We pray, but they do not like, not too, too much into their religion. Eh? So mm. it was, it, uh, it was not easy for me growing up because my mom was not Muslim and my dad was equally not very, very into the religion. He was he used to do drinking, he used to do smoking. So my growing up was not really easy. Though my grandfather was really into the, is, is the dean. So he to made sure I go to a Muslim school for my high school that helped me like nurture the Islam into me, like Ramadan, like prayer, you know, being like very, what should I say? Like I could pray up five times a day. I could be able to fast Ramadan because I had people around me doing the same. And it felt like I felt at home. I think there's a big difference if you have that support, right? Like as opposed to imagine exactly. if you do it on your own. When you do it on your own, it's very hard. But when you do it with many, it's quite easy. SubhanAllah, alhamdulillah, yeah. yeah That's when I got to know about my deen. I had to respect my deen. Hijab, I won't lie to you. I joined college. I was not used to hijab. My grandfather advised me to wear hijab, but I started coming. Like I used to, I used to wear it every Friday when I used to have to go for Juma. I was like, I wear it every Friday when I have to go for Juma. Then um, in like my second year, I decided to do hijab, like my whole, like to do hijab every day. Mm. So because I'm doing an engineering course where I have to dress in trousers, I kind of put on the skirts every day. I try to get the trousers and like big, big shirts so that I can cover up and then the veil and then I put the hat I try to cover up like hijab right now so honestly I want to I 
really I'm dating like I was already into the dating things and all and I had like I realized on the through the course that I had actually made a lot of mistakes I didn't know too much I was like what I didn't know about this why talk to me about you not being ready and realizing I want I want us to learn from that oh for example um you mentioned like is there any other parts um there was that part of the course that mentioned is there any part of you that you're not comfortable with that you'd wish to work on before you actually meet your significant other. And I was like, yes, I actually have to work on this. I, um, there was something, um, some project I had to work on. And then I had not really finished it. I not even started on it. And it was like personal. And I didn't want to do it before I get there. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I have to do this first before I actually think. Oh, you started to like, think about it. Yeah, you started to think about the different things because you took a moment to consider exactly. it. Yeah. I said to be aware. Now, another thing that I used to be aware about was uh, the other thing that she mentioned that really got to me. Like, you see, when when you say, when you think about marriage, when you think about the wedding, you don't think about what happens after. Yeah, that's the final is true. <laughs> right? So we, we, get all, we get all excited what we're going to wear. <laughs> we're going to invite. But what happens when everybody goes home? <laughs> you're so good at this i love how you are like really getting into all the parts i love it i love it from the word go i really like i can't wait to like um another thing you put in module one that really got to me was um let me see let me see let me see yes um if your significant your spouse wanted to do if would he choose career over coming home early or family but like, have you asked those questions? Like, do you know all about this? And then I'm in a point, I'm, um, like I told you, before I met my full Muslim, I was already dating and seeing someone. And it would frustrate me that I have to fight for attention with their career. Mm-hmm. I have to fight for attention over so much. And I was like, oh, yes, they definitely treasure their career more than they treasure their family. Like I started to figure out like, yes. This one would put career first before family. This like I started to connect with all these. Hmm. Um, when you got to module two, module two was about, um, let me see. Module two was about what? Oh, it was about this personal personality kits, the personality kits. Yeah, a lot of people they don't consider these things. Like, see, see the thing you said about career there? Okay, imagine uh-huh. that you marry the greatest guy ever, but he doesn't put you first. He can be great, but you never see him. <laughs> He's always at work. <laughs> like, what is the point, right? Stabbing, yes. <laughs> like, people don't think about this. Now, with the personality, same thing, okay? He goes to the masjid, he has a thobe, but with the personality, what? what? Talk to me about that, what you realize. So the personality kit, I realize I'm a bit extra, like I am a bit of an extrovert. I love to, I love to help people. When you get, like when you get to college and you're like above 18, you and you meet your fellow and you meet, let's say a, a human being that is interested in you and then maybe also interested in them. And you come to a consensus, you could start a relationship, maybe introduce them to like your friends and a few of your family, like your siblings. And I feel it's people that you trust. Then you can move on with your mutual relationship until you're done with like school. And when you're done with school, you can maybe bring them home for like introduction. We have like those, we have like those traditional ceremonies. Then we also have the nikah, and then you get married, and maybe then you maybe you can live with them. But mm-hmm. um, dating was actually there. You, people get they like this dating, um, getting physical, 
all those things can usually happen before you actually do the what even in the muslim even in the muslim community it's just considered normalized there normal okay it's normal like it happens very subhanallah yeah yeah you'll find like a lady gets is pregnant and then she does nikah when she's already pregnant or she's already started living with a man so it's it's totally different here it's different here, but uh, where you are, but subhanAllah, you know, and in, in, I hate to say in the U.S. we do different. Sometimes they do as well. But at the same yeah. time, it's it's still considered like uh, everybody will tell you like it's a, people keep try to keep it secret, at least that haram is like this. But maybe I don't know there it's more normalized. But either way, the thing is, Islam is universal. Right. So Islam is Islam. We can be in Uganda. We can be in UK. We can be in anything. We all supposed to do the same. Subhanallah. It's very interesting. Exactly. So when I joined the course and I started to do, I started to study them per week. I would do a module. And when I did module one about self-work, I actually realized I was not ready. I still had some things to work on. And yeah, we find that with so many women, they come to us and they're like, before this, I thought I knew so much, but I realize now that I was putting myself at such a great risk because I thought this was the way to do it. I found out later I was either doing it totally wrong. Or I was about to miss figuring out this whole piece. And they're just like, game changer. I didn't realize. I don't know what I don't know, you know? But I'm grateful for this meeting, by the way. <laughs> uh, no, alhamdulillah. I want women to be inspired by you. And I love actually, like, you're so witty. And, and it's it's lovely to talk to you, actually, because it's, it's, it's going to inspire them to say, let me learn for myself as a female how to take care of myself. Oh, yes. I forgot to tell you. Um, this is part where you ask us, how is your salat? Are you, do you concentrate with Allah? And, mm. and what? And, and it's like... You know, you could go for swallow and you're thinking about what horrible things didn't happen in your day or mm. what are you doing after the swallow? And then you're not really concentrating. It was after that that I started to concentrate in my swallow. Mashallah. I started to give Mashallah. all. Like I'll be there and swallow and I'm like, concentrate. And I concentrate. And I'm talking to Allah deeply, very well. Well, you told me to. Well, you're supposed to sign up from the toolkit. Eh? You're about, referring to the toolkit that you can download for uh, with all the information that we have. That took it. I actually downloaded it. I realized I'm a protagonist. I'm extroverted, intuitive. I I have feelings. I'm judging and assertive. Mm. Isn't it interesting when you get to read your type when you do the test? When I did mine, it was incredible because I didn't, I had so many things about myself that I knew, but I couldn't put like a name or a finger or like a label to understand why I was. Because let me tell you, I am, I have was an introvert as a child, but I was like, love you, like you, I love to help people. So I'm kind of extrovert. So I ended up being like an introvert slash extrovert slash like I have this complicated, it was so helpful. I was like, I'm not crazy there. There's actually a name and there's types of people like this. This is a personality trait. And I was like, it was so helpful. So I'm glad you saw that too. Because now you remember when they show you what you are, they give you an example of people that you would easily, easily be compatible with. Mashallah. Oh, you're using the chart that we gave you. So they said these types of people tend to match with these types of people. So therefore look for these things in them. So you have more of an understanding of who will go with your personality. Exactly. Mashallah. Telling you, A plus student. <laughs> you got it. Really? Wow. No, really. no, no, really, because a lot of times, you know, sister, the one I think I want to teach women also is when you 
get information just because you have information doesn't mean you know how to use the information doesn't mean you know how to digest it and then transfer it and say okay so how can i use this to change my life and you actually actionably do that and i feel like you're very what we call an active learner you're like very engaged you stop you think mashallah you say how can i use that in my life that's exactly what we wish for women to do that's why we love your example subhanallah the, the resources are really amazing i always read them like i told you i'm on a trip so usually when we're traveling to the field and the bath i'm usually reading I love that. I love that example for people. You're not losing the time, right? You're not just like chatting and scrolling on the phone and all this. At least you have a book in your hand and you say, how am I working on this thing that is important uh-huh. to me in my life? Tabarakallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase you. MashaAllah. Tabarakallah. Alhamdulillah. I love so much the work that you're doing. I'm incredibly impressed with you. I know there's two other important things that we discuss in the course, which is like the family. And a lot of times... Yeah. Do not take into account how they could have a great situation with the guy, but the family can bring a whole nother element. And a lot of girls are like, no, it's me and him versus the world. And I'm like, exactly. I'm like, hold on, (laughs) hold on. You think there's not going to be any influence or issues. So I want you to talk to me. Like what was kind of your understanding before, like getting the information and kind of like, what is your understanding and approach now? Okay. Before. It was more like that. It's me and him against the world. Like, he, he, he would do and to introduce you to the family. But then, I realized, like, back here in Africa, we have people that are actually in Islam, but then they practice the shirik, like, where they have the witchcraft. You're talking, like, all of the, the like, the um, stuff with, like, evil eyes and putting the... Exactly. By the yes. way, I, I just want to say for the sake of people listening for the stigma, that's just not Africa only. That is also part of the Arabic countries. That is in other parts, too. Yes, very big that you put the eye on people. This really happens. Unfortunately, I know people who have, like, had that done to them. Like, this really, really happens all over. So I know, like, sometimes Africa will get a stigma of certain countries and stuff. But it is not just Africa. It is actually a problem in our whole community. So, yeah. So that was something you were worried about, right? Things like exactly. the family and the jealousy and the influence. Yeah. So will my kids be safe in that kind of family? And I'm like, hmm. Then uh, another thing that really I really didn't like really think about is how the parents and the, the whole family would welcome you. Because initially, you're new into the family. So you do not know. You don't know their character. You don't know how they do certain things. They're maybe from a different culture from yours. For example, here we have cultures that kneel and cultures that don't kneel. I come from a culture that does not kneel for their parents. But if I'm going to marry into a culture where they kneel, I have to conform to that new culture. That is very interesting. I love that you said that. So the first thing you said that was different was you thought it was just you and him and you didn't take into account the family so much. And then you were also worried sometimes because you hear these horror stories. And then you just said something really big, which was basically a, a shirk, which is like, you don't really kneel towards almost like kneeling and bowing towards people. Yes. Is, 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 is in, in certain instances considered shirk, especially, you know, if you're like treating them almost like an illa, like a God. So you're saying yes. if you marry into some guy because you didn't research the family, that they have a particular practice. Now for people who are not from your tribe or not from your country, I want them to relate to this a minute. There might be things that they do, for example, in my husband's culture, like the cousins, they when they see each other, they kiss mm-hmm. and they hug. Like that's not yes. Islam. That's not Islam. True. 
So my point mm-hmm. is it might not be as big as like a shark, but it's still uh-huh. like another haram. So I want exactly. people to connect that like you're making an awesome point. Like what are these people going to put as like normalcy for me? Awesome. <laughs> it's just a form of greeting. But yeah. if others hug and others Yeah, but meals. you're still like making a lot upset in both instances. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love that, but like. Exactly. You know, like, thank you. So that was something like you started to think about, like, what about if I married into a different type of a tribe or a family? Exactly. So now what are you going to do? Now, like to, to prevent yourself from that, what are you going to do based on what you know? I have to, um, I have to really get to know the family more before I actually step into the marriage. Thank you. Get to know them a bit more, observe them, get yes. to ask a question. Like a lot of people, they don't do enough digging. They assume it'll all work out. This is exactly. not, in Islam, we're not called to do this. This is our life, our whole life. And that'll be your kids' environment, right? Your kids will have to do that and their kids. Exactly. Mm. Uh, you're protecting the whole generation from, from yourself, subhanAllah. I love it. I don't want my kids to go through travel. And that's what a good mother does, right? They think before the kids are even born. Tabarakallah. Mashallah. Yeah. That's why that's why I love you like super A student. Like she she really I want to say one thing about you is you like really take information and then you like say like how can I literally apply it right away? And like that's what we're all given the opportunity and I love that you make that choice. So may Allah subhanahu wa reward you. No, really. And the yeah. other last thing I wanted to say is um so the process. So like in, in, in the last part of the, the course, like you went through the process and this is really important because I want women to learn about the process. I had a woman just yesterday in Instagram DM me, sister, I've been talking to a guy, but we haven't been texting. We haven't been texting at all, but I think I really need to get to know him a bit better because I haven't asked enough questions. Now, what she's saying is right. I need to ask him more questions. I need to know more. That's what we're saying, right? But then she throws in the mix. So I think I should start texting. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like you're mixing (laughs) halal and haram here. Like this. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what the whole, like the last part, we do the four parts. Like we do you and and yourself. We do the guy, we do the family. And then we do like how to literally step-by-step. So now that you have gone through, like, what is the proper way of doing things? What is something that you like were not realizing before and something, you know, now I want women to make the connections and learn from you. Um, for example, you know, the world today has made dating so normal. Yeah. That okay. we do not, we just, we use not to have the right path. Like we use not to be guided on how to meet, to find someone. But now I have learned that you can actually do according to Sunnah and Allah. And still, like, and still have a perfect, and still find the perfect person. Yeah, a lot of people right. think they, like, if I'm not dating, then like when I said, for example, just now, like, oh, you can't text. I know for a fact there's somebody listening who's like, okay, but then how are you supposed to ask the questions, right? So, <laughs> so, so let me ask you, if you're being a, a your your top A student, can you tell the women like what's a better way? There are tons of things to share with them, but can you give them one example of a better way to get to know him than texting him? Um, I think you could organize a meetup with a brother, a brother relative to your age, because Islam actually allows us to, to meet them, provided there's some other party from your family. So like with a, with a mahram with you. So yes. like you can go and meet with your family, with his family, yes. there's a mahram uh, there, and have the same ex- questions, right? Yes, exactly. Because most of, most of the times, our brothers are like our age mates, and they really know our interests. They'll know that. They'll protect you, and they'll know you, and you you could like even discuss it with them before 
And then you tell him today's meeting, I'm going to do this, this and that. Yeah, I love that. And for the women who are listening, who don't have like a big brother, like I didn't have one, you still have your father, you still have, like in the end, there's tons of questions women have also. They'll be like, okay, so can I, can I do this without my father? Can I pick some like random friend of mine? That's a guy. No, like there's, see the women needs to start asking very specific questions. And then some women are like, but there might be stuff we want to talk about that we don't want to see in front of everyone. And then I'm like, hold on. If you want to talk about stuff that you can't say in front of everyone, you shouldn't be talking about that. Okay. Like, like, like I'm trying to say like, like people like, oh, I need to know about this intimate thing. No, you don't. Like you're not here to, find out the nitty gritty of those things and, and even like put the other stuff to the side or like, yeah, some people they're, they're just, we're taught the wrong way. Like they're taught from the beginning. I'm supposed to get like really close and intimate with him. No, you're yeah. not. There's things that you do after marriage and things you do before. And people can't like vision, envision how do you get intimate after when you haven't gotten intimate before. And that's why I want them to go through the course. If you understand this information, even if you don't do it like with us, you go to anywhere and you get this information, it will make so much more sense to you. But people want like these quick answers like, oh, but I just want to do this with the guy and I want to do this and how, and I'm just like, it's a different approach. It's a totally different approach. And women, like I had this girl the other day, she was talking to me and she was like, she was blowing, she reminded me of you. She was blowing me out the water because she was just like, look, at first I really liked this guy that we were doing things the wrong way. So I pulled back and I told him and she's like, then after I went through all the material that you gave me, I don't even want him anymore. She's like, I don't even care if you, if he wants me. She's like, you know what? If he wants me, alhamdulillah. If he doesn't want me, alhamdulillah. She's like, I know what I want. That She was killing me and I was like, but she was like, I was gushing on him. And now I'm like, wait a minute. Now I have a better. Uh-huh. And that's what I want women to feel. Like most women come to me honestly confused. They feel like gray. You know what stuff is like? I kind of maybe know what I need to do, but I'm not really like what my goal is like when you leave me or whatever, like you are like, all right, I know exactly what I need to do. I was actually talking to another sister the other day who went through. I think I might've mentioned her in the, in the, the beginning with this. And she was like, totally unsure because her parents were leading them astray. And then now she's engaged and she's like, I took full control of certain parts of things that I needed to let my parents know, like not in a disrespectful way. I don't mean it to sound yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. It was just like, she felt like she understood what she needed to do. She wasn't controlled, right? Yeah, yeah, like she wasn't like like scared and worried and feeling upset. Like her feelings went from scared and nervous and unsure to like confident and clear and and like knowing exactly what she wanted. And that's that's yeah. what we want because then you feel good about your decisions, you know? True. Yeah. So good. So we love that you like took this journey with us and we intend to like stay really, really close to you. And like, and I know you're with us in Thrive. So I'm really excited to spend more time with you in there. Alhamdulillah. And like, this is what happens. Like we have these small encounters, but then they become like lifelong relationships. And we're looking forward to that. All the women in there and all of us just growing together. But we thank you so much for like taking the time to share everything with us and to let us know all about like what you learned. And I know there are so many women who are listening to what you've shared, all pieces of it and can really relate. And they can say, wow, like if she can, subhanAllah, if she can come from such and such a culture or a family or a tribe and she can say, hey, I'm going to learn and take control, then I can do it too. Yes. And modules, I actually finished all the modules. 
I'm now maybe the books are finished few I'm reading the rest but the books are so awesome. Yeah. You mentioned Kalamla today <laughs> on on your right? like, your Instagram. Yeah. Damn. I wish I had written books right? like ages I was ago. like when I found that I don't I don't want to say it to so many people because I'm like they're going to take it down because it's so awesome. Like <laughs> I get so nervous but no they're so good. And so what you guys should know is in when you when when you join or whatever like I gave them like a bunch of free books that had nothing to do with like just additional things. So she's like going into this that's what I love about you. Look at you going above and beyond. <laughs> but see, when you do that stuff, Allah is with you. So I feel so happy now. No, I really, really do. I you mentioned the more you get knowledge in Islam, the deeper you get in your Iman. And I was like, you yes. are listening on my live too. Look at this girl. I can't. I can't. No, I, I really like, I really follow all the live sessions, all of them. SubhanAllah. And I enjoy them. Alhamdulillah, you're such a, a blessing to our community. And I want to say, like, thank you again. And I'll keep you in my du'as. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And please oh. just give any last advice to the sisters and any advice you want to give them from, like, I once was here, now I'm here. Like, what would you tell the women out there? I thought I was ready because ready is all about age. But then ready is all about a lot, a whole bunch of stuff. It's not about age, it's about you, it's about your emotions, it's about you. It's about too much that we need to dig into. So now I am living like the halal way. I do all my things the halal way, and then I am. I read these books every day of my life. Like, don't be sad. One of my gracious books. Yeah, right. That's and, a good one. <laughs> and I'm so grateful for having. Like, I'm so super grateful for having joined my former So, all ladies out there, Allah has a plan for you. It's never too late. Even even if you get to know this knowledge when you're 40, at least you got to know it. Allah loves you, and He'll be there for you. And I know it's a little bit spotty sometimes with the internet guys, but I want you to make sure that you heard from her that she is just really a person who takes information. And she said right in the beginning too, I realized I had to do so much work on me. But here's the thing. Some women know that, but then they just like, eh, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy. That's too hard. That's too uncomfortable. What the difference is between the woman who does what you did, sister, and what the other women who are just ignoring it is, is you're going to have success because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not because I think so, but because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises the people who are humble and can put down their ego and can say, you know what? I have some stuff. And I'm going to do, and that's the thing is like me too. Like I was like in the same position as you, my mom didn't give me these skills. Like, where do you think I got them from? I had to learn from another woman. So I yes. had a teacher and she taught me. And so my point is, if you're not from a family that's super religious or, or doesn't know, or they didn't teach you, go yourself and seek knowledge. And that's all you're doing. And literally you're showing me that you're jumping from like one approach to the other. And now you're so much more empowered. And I just commend you for taking that humility because that is a big yes. step a lot of women don't do. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you for being such an amazing example. Allah me. Oh, great. I'm so honored. I'm serious. And I, and I think you are a great inspiration for the other women. Alhamdulillah. Exactly <laughs> here, my love. I'll follow you on Instagram and all. <laughs> Thank you again, sister. And I loved having you on with us. And uh, we'll stay in touch and thrive, inshallah, bizn ta'ala. There you have it. That's our interview with Sister Maryam. She is so amazing. And she's with us on Thrive. 
she's with us in the course. And um, you guys know that we're coming out with that free class June 21st. That's kind of where it all started with Medium. And she started getting all this information. So if you're interested in a lot of the information that she got, and so you can kind of make your own transformation, we look forward to meeting with you and the hundreds of sisters that usually sign up for that class June 21st. The link is below. If for any reason you can't get the link, you can always DM me. Have an amazing, amazing weekend. And we look forward to sharing more, more transformations and amazing stories with you guys next week inshallah assalamu alaikum